Welcome back. Phil Michaels Show. Continuing on. Glad to have you. We started off today's program. We kind of did the, the the shotgun smattering, if you will. You know, at first we talked a little bit about the Brewers loss. They've lost two in a row. They're back at it again today. Uh, then obviously the NBA draft and the Bucks place in it. And then I had mentioned last night's game uh, in, uh, in, in the NHL. That uh, was exciting, it was thrilling, and it was somewhat somewhat marred by controversy. Now, Kadri, he returns. It's a great story. He comes back. He didn't think he was even going to be able to play in the finals. It's a redemption story. In overtime, top of the net. Nobody saw the puck stay in the net. It went to the top left-hand side, back of the net. It stuck. Everybody waited, and then finally they realized it was in the net. Goal, game over, avalanche up 3-1, to one. pandemonium. But... There is controversy. There is controversy. And whenever I have controversy in the world of hockey, I got one guy that I go to. That's our buddy Aaron Sims uh, of the Milwaukee Admirals. Longtime voice. Aaron, how you doing, man? I'm great. Uh, great, Bill. Good to talk to you. How are you? I am good. Uh, when I saw the end of that game, the first person I thought of after I saw John Cooper go to the podium was, I got to call Aaron because what the hell went on? Yeah. So now they're saying they had more guys on the ice. The line never changed. The Tampa Bay Lightning should not have lost that game. It should still be going on. And we've seen this before. Give me your thoughts on all of this. Normally, excuse me, normally I'm not one to stand up for officials because I think by and large, uh, well, I'm not a fan. Um, but that being <laughs> said, I, I, I don't have much of an issue with this personally. Um, I, I I think you have that grace period, and, and I am okay with that. Now, had it been a breakaway uh, for Kadri, I may have a different take on that. Um, there was a little bit of leeway, quite a bit of leeway given uh, on, the, on the exchange. Now, Kadri was coming on the ice. Uh, the presumption is that uh, he was coming off for Valerie Nachushkin, who stayed on the ice. Eventually, Nathan McKinnon made his way over to the bench, and he was the one who left the ice. But he was on for a good five, six seconds, uh, five seconds or so after Kadri already had the puck. Now, had it been a breakaway, I would have a bigger issue with this. The problem, well, I shouldn't say the problem, but I think, the, yeah, I will say the problem for Tampa Bay's argument is that it was a one-on-three situation. Uh, again, so it's a grace period. that it's, it's a judgment call by the officials, and it's a one-on-three. Um, that probably shouldn't happen one-on-three. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm okay with, with the call. Um, it, it's a game, you know, you look back, it, it, it's still, well, in that case, it's a 72-minute game. Um, Tampa Bay had all the chances in the world to not let it get to this point, and, and they did. And they got burned, and now they uh, face as big an uphill challenge as you're going to find in sports. Uh, which last night the, uh, the the cadre winner spoiled a really solid performance. Tampa Bay's Andre Vasilevsky uh, is, yeah. is okay. He had a really good game last night, an inspired effort, 35 saves, 10 of those being in overtime. What a tremendous game. It's a shame it kind of ended that way and ended in, in the, the Avalanche's favor, who, by the way, I picked to win the, the Stanley Cup to anyway, but – the fact that he, I mean, he had a hell of a game, and his defense yeah. up front didn't do a lot for him. He's been considered the best goalie in the game for a long time. Uh, I think people are pointing to Igor Shesterkin now in New York with the Rangers, but uh, Vasilevsky is certainly up there. He certainly wins a lot of games. He's the horse for that team. Um, he did not have a great game in the second game of the series, obviously, when you lose 7 nothing, 
but he's a fantastic goaltender. And yeah, to get outshot in overtime uh, like they did is is pretty startling. But they were outshot in the third period. Um, Colorado got stronger as the game went on. Tampa Bay pretty much, I mean, we saw the momentum swings. Tampa Bay could have taken care of this in the first period um, and helped their goalie, give them some run support. It, it's it's shocking the uh, amount of offensive ability that Tampa Bay has that they have only scored one power play goal in 14 tries in this series while Colorado was six out of 13. Um, that's that's a glaring discrepancy, and you can't put that necessarily on the goaltender. The the guys around him need to do, do better, um, especially – that game winner. You had two tired, a lot of tired players on the ice for Tampa Bay last night, but still a one-on-three goal that turns out to be the winner in overtime. That's a tough one to take. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I, I thought Colorado would win this thing from the beginning. Friday night, they have a shot in Colorado to close this thing out and end it and hoist the Stanley Cup. What do the Lightning have to do? I mean, you just went through all that where they're one of the best offensive teams in hockey. They yeah. have scored very few times on power play opportunity. Do they just is it just a matter of, hey, when we get the opportunities, you just need to convert? Yeah, I I 100%. And you know, Colorado is going to play fast. They are speed is their game. Um they were muddled up last night, 105 degrees and humid and all of that that you're going to find in Tampa. The ice was not good. Uh, I believe Kadri after the game even said it might have been the worst ice he's ever played on. But, I mean, the ice is the same for both teams. But when you're geared to speed, you need that good ice. And they're going to have better ice in Colorado. They're going to be a little more, uh, a little fresher, obviously. They're going to be back home. They're used to playing a mile up in the air. So they're good. they're used to the conditioning. Um, they're going to be a fast team. How does Tampa Bay neutralize that speed? How does Tampa Bay... Uh, stay out of the penalty box, things like that, all these cliches that you get in hockey. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, here's the thing with Tampa Bay, because at the beginning of this series, I actually picked them uh, between the two teams because of their pedigree, because of their experience of winning it, uh, because that they, they have enough turnover year to year that they bring in enough players who are still hungry and want that championship. It's a hard thing to do, obviously, to win one, let alone two, which Tampa Bay has done. And perhaps three if they can pull this thing out, which, again, is a long shot. But it, it's, it, it's slowing down Colorado. And how do you do that? Colorado is the fastest team in the league. They've blown through the playoffs uh, so far. And it's, it's really, really, in seven-game series, uh, when a team has a 3-1 to one lead, they are 35-1 and one in series all time. So it's, uh, it doesn't happen that much. We don't get many of these... Uh, we don't. Yeah, there's been there's been one, obviously. So, uh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay's in quite a bit of trouble here, and I'm sure Colorado will do everything in its power to win on home ice. So, uh, let's say Colorado does hoist the Stanley Cup. They've done it before. What does this mean? Because obviously, there's a changing at the top. Tampa Bay's had sustained success for a while now. Mm-hmm. What does this then mean for uh, one Colorado? Uh, where does Nashville fall in this, and how far are they away from getting to the top spot? And then obviously, Tampa Bay has to go back and look at themselves for the opportunity lost. Yeah, and and that's going to make Tampa Bay hungrier and better for the year for the following years. I, everybody is up against the salary cap. You're going to get a little bit of of space next year, not much. Um, with the amount of money you can spend on your roster. So Colorado's going to lose one or two, three players. Uh, Nachushkin is up for a big payday. Kadri is up for a big payday. Uh, I don't know that they can keep all of these players. So um, in Colorado's situation, and Tampa Bay too, for that matter, they, they keep finding guys 
at the minor league level. Tampa Bay is in a situation where they're able to find players like Pat Maroon, who has won three straight cups, counting his time with St. Louis. Uh, they're able to find him on the cheap, uh, finding these key veterans to come in and, and give you minutes. So uh, that's, uh, that's what's going to happen in the offseason with, with well, pretty much every team. Nashville, you t- to talk about them, and we talk about them because they're Milwaukee's parent club. Um, they've got some cap space. But they got to figure out what they're going to do. Philip Forsberg, he's going to want a big payday. He wants to be locked in for a long time at a high number. Do they want to do that? Because if they do, then that's pretty much your team for the next five, six years is what you have. And you know what? They're the 15th or 16th best team in the National Hockey League. That's not going to cut it. You're going to go mm-hmm. uh, go in and, and be one and done in the playoffs. That's not good enough anymore. If you're not trying to win a championship, what are you trying to do? So uh, we'll see how that how, how Nashville does this offseason. I'm I'm curious, very curious, to see what they do because again they have the space. Uh, Tennessee is a state that does not have any state income tax, so you'd think it would be an appealing spot for players to go play. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. So give me uh, the lowdown on the Admirals. Obviously, in the offseason, the season did not end the way you wanted it to. Certainly against a rival like the Chicago Wolves is a little mm-hmm. painful, but you're going to be out and about in the community. You doing anything with Summerfest this year down on yeah, the sport Yeah, actually, court? yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'll be down there uh, later today, and we'll be there uh, every afternoon at 4.30 at Summerfest with our show and uh, telling some stories and playing some games. It's great if you're bringing the kids down. It's a great spot to be. We've got a lot of things for the kids, and t-shirts to throw and roscoe and all of that stuff so yeah a lot of stuff there state fair uh yeah we'll be out and about quite a bit and um you know the draft is coming up july or the free excuse me free agency is coming up july 13th so we'll get a better grasp on who's going to be back and who's not and and what players will be added and all of that stuff so uh it's an exciting time we still got uh, we still got a couple three weeks before we really get a good good idea of what the admirals will have in the fall but um, looking forward to it you know this last year uh, won a playoff series for the first time in 11 years which was such a relief now <laughs> to the to the people in the front office um, it, and that was a great series against Manitoba losing to Chicago as you said Chicago's up two games to one in the Calder Cup final right now against Springfield um, and uh, Chicago had the best record in the American Hockey League during the regular season uh, I I believe that they are going to indeed raise the Calder Cup and have a championship down there. Uh, that just gives the Admirals a little more juice going into the rivalry next season. Uh, so talk about, uh, real quick, I, I know you're not quite sure about the totality of the roster, but to get everybody back, to get fans back in the stands, promotions again, concerts again, Mm-hmm. What kind of a relief was it this year, not just for yourself personally, but give it for the organization as a whole to be able to say, finally, we're back to a sense of normalcy? Yeah, it, it really was great uh, to be able to do what we do. And, and it's been well publicized. Uh, Harris Turr, the owner, kept everybody on. There were no furloughs. There was no nobody was let go, uh, relieved of their duties to save money. He kept everybody on staff and uh, everybody there's a loyalty to this man and, and rightly so. I mean, he's, he's a Milwaukee born and bred and he's, uh, he, he gives a lot to this community and he gave a lot to our office and, and to our staff. And, um, you know, for us to get back out and do what we do and what we enjoy to do and what we do very, very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, the American hockey league uh, recognized the admirals as having the best theme night of this past season when the admirals did the Milwaukee fish fry uh, jerseys. Mm-hmm. So, Right. Um, so yeah, to get to do those shows again and, and, and all of that, 
was fantastic. And, you know, what was even more heartening, Bill, is that the two biggest crowds were opening night and the regular season finale. Uh, and those were crowds away from the concerts, which is, is amazing to me because that's that doesn't happen so it showed me that people appreciated uh having the team back and having hockey uh yes it's triple a hockey but it's these guys are on their way 92 percent of the players in the national hockey league played in this league so you are seeing as ridiculous as as as, as old cliche type timey it sounds uh tomorrow's stars today so it was great to get back out. Uh, we, you know, people ask what you're doing in the summer. We're all gearing up for next year. Ideas, concert idea, all of this stuff is being worked on now, and and we're hoping that, uh, well, we we believe next year will be even better uh, to come back and and uh, entertain the people in Milwaukee and the area. Aaron, always great to talk to you, man. Best of luck. Uh, thanks to Wojo and everybody. They're big supporters of our charity stuff as well. You guys do so much in the community. Look forward to seeing you down at Summerfest. Keep doing what you're doing, and we'll talk again next year, okay? Thanks, pal. Looking forward to it. Take care. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. The great Aaron Sims, uh, one of the most knowledgeable, well-spoken, and one of the best play-by-play broadcasters we have. And we, I'm telling you, if you've never listened to an Admiral's broadcast, find it. Uh, when you talk about some of the great, calls in uh, in our state obviously everybody thinks of euchre and everybody thinks of larravee and, and matt lapay i'm telling you one of the best voices in the state of wisconsin by far is aaron sims of the milwaukee admirals he is an absolute freaking hidden gem without a doubt really really good guy too good stuff from him and thanks to him for joining us for a couple of minutes you can find him over on twitter at aaron admirals a-a-r-o-n admirals and uh, you can find his stuff there uh, this portion of the program uh, being brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Speaking of Pewaukee Lake, Curly's overlooks Pewaukee Lake. If you're going to go over there tonight, maybe sit outside, grab you a little something on the deck, maybe Friday night on the deck, watch the boats go by, some of the boats coming in and out right there by Smokey's Bait Shop. You're good to go. And they do a lot of great stuff. Speaking of charities, it's Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. They do a lot of good stuff. The pig borker sandwich, stuff that in your grill. Tell me how it is. Damn fine. Good stuff. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Hey, our friends at Milwaukee Brewing. It, if you're going to do something this weekend, maybe you're going out of Summerfest and you're just looking for something to do, relax. The rooftop patio at MKE Brewing on 9th Street, overlooking the Pfizer Forum in the city of Milwaukee, is open. Music, beverages, right there under the stars, the big couches outside. I'm telling you, if you've never been, it's a, it's a beautiful rooftop patio bar. And it's a hidden gem in the in the city of Milwaukee. Check out MKE Brewing. Not only do they have seasonal brews, but uh, you can stop down there and you can see the rooftop patio bar for yourself. Really, really, really cool place. Stop down. I highly recommend it. That's our friends over there at uh, MKE Brewing, downtown Milwaukee. Uh, 877-867-1670. I, the Brewers haven't even farted walking out of the dugout yet, and they're already down two to nothing. They haven't even gotten really completely out of the dugout, broke wind, 
maybe whatever brew they had from last night's just going through the system. And before they even blink their eyes, uh, Jason Alexander gives up the, uh, the, the, the hit to Goldschmidt. So Brewers already top of the first down two to nothing with one out and two runners on before you even blink. There you have it. Uh, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, sixteen. a nice double play to get out of the inning though. I will say that. So the Brewers out of the inning, but the damage is done that quick down two to nothing. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. 877-867-1670. Uh, Brewers down two zip and now coming to the plate. Some other day games going on right now. The Cubs and the Pirates uh, in the National League Central. Pirates beating the Cubs 4-2 to two right now. Meanwhile, Cincinnati, awful baseball team. Down 6-1 to one to the Dodgers early on. I should say early on. That's uh, top of the sixth, by the way. In Cincinnati, a great American. And the Cubs and the Pirates are going to the sixth inning. Got some other games of interest, but not really. Just other games in Major League Baseball, not of interest. Uh, the Colorado Rockies and the Marlins tied up at two apiece after six innings of play. The Braves 7-4 to four over the Giants midway through six in Atlanta. In the Twin Cities, uh, the Twins, after uh, four, up one to nothing over the Guardians. And everything else coming up a little either a little bit later on this afternoon or tonight. Uh, you got the Mariners and the A's uh, this afternoon in about, uh, I don't know, about an hour from now. Astros and Yankees tonight in Yankee Stadium. White Sox are hosting the Orioles, uh, 7-10 first pitch in Philadelphia. The Phillies on the road on the West Coast taking on the Padres tonight. Musgrove and Suarez, the respective pitchers. So there you go. Um... This is from Brett, who says the Brewers need a starting pitcher and a quality bat. They need both. Not one or the other. So, again, though, I say, what are you going to trade away? You can say that. You can do that. But what are you going to trade away? You know? You got to think about what you're giving up. It's easy to say, go get one. But what are you going to give up? Today, by the way, it's Yelich Adamas Telez. McCutcheon, Urias, Caratini, Tyrone Taylor out in right, Jace Peterson, and Jonathan Davis behind the plate. Oh, he's playing in a baseball game and then getting drafted tonight. That's impressive. Yeah, the, um, you're right. Johnny Davis is doing it all. Uh, Christian Yelich, by the way, today, the DH in the lineup. The DH in the lineup. Uh, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. Now I want an answer to this because we were talking about this going to the top of the hour and I wanted to get back into it. So the NFL network says that Brian Gutekinds and the staff, they are the sixth best when it comes to front office in the uh, national football league, sixth best. Wow. Christian Yelich leads off with a double. Nice. Nice. So they're the sixth best. So here's the question. You can probably say his ranking would be higher had it not been for the Jordan Love pick. Now, follow me here. They picked Jordan Love. That triggers a season of a little bit of tumultuousness out of Aaron Rodgers. Wins the MVP, probably because of Jordan Love, the inspiration via Jordan Love, but also coming back from injury the year prior. Rodgers comes back. He's angry. Two days before training camp, he decides, okay, I'll be back as a Green Bay Packer. 
Meanwhile, they don't know what's going to happen because of the salary cap and such. You have a good year, but not a great year. You get beat in the postseason. All through the season, Devontae Adams is sitting there wanting a contract. They don't know what's going on with Aaron. Therefore, Devontae doesn't get his deal. He, in some way, feels a little more disrespected because they're kowtowing to Aaron and not taking care of him. He wants to be considered one of the greatest receivers of all time. So then comes the offseason. He has to wait. In the meantime, he's talking to Derek Carr. Derek Carr is saying, hey, come play with us. We want you. We want you. Packers never said they didn't want him. They just said, look, you're not the top priority. He gets pissed off. No matter what the Packers are going to offer, he's not coming back, franchise tag or not, big contract or not. He don't want to come back. You want to worry about Aaron, go worry about Aaron. I need my deal. Okay? So they smooth over everything in consultation with Aaron. Last year is building a bridge, throwing out olive branches, whatever you want to call it. The quarterback's now back on, now back on board. He is going to, when he retires, he retires a Packer. That's what he stated, okay? Whether it's one year, two years, three years, or more, okay? In the meantime, Devontae Adams is like, no, Rodgers, he hadn't told me he's staying more than a year or two. No offense to Jordan Love, but you always know that's coming, right? That's kind of like a girlfriend breakup, right? You know, I really care for you, but. So any guy that's been on the receiving end of that, uh, I'm, I'm, I really care for you, but I like your best friend. I really care for you, but you're so nasty. You turned me into a lesbian. I really care for you, but I found five other dudes that suit my needs. You know, whatever scenario it happens to be when the, but happens, you know, you're not that person. Just like Jordan love Devontae Adams said, I really like Jordan, but I got to think about me. In other words, I want gold jacket numbers. Jordan Love's not going to get me there. So the picking of Jordan Love led to all of the tumult that's gone on and has spun for the last year, thus the exodus of Devontae Adams. So had they not chosen Jordan Love, chances are Rodgers doesn't get pissed. Devontae is probably a Green Bay Packer, I would say. Rodgers gets paid, Devontae gets paid, and you're sitting here with a full bevy and stable, and they've gone out and they've still probably performed exactly the same way and gone on to, because that Jordan Love pick hasn't helped you in any way, shape, or form. Maybe they have Patrick Queen as their linebacker. Maybe they're even better. And it all kind of then matriculates to where we are today. Still a very good football team, 13 wins or more every year for the Green Bay Packers since Matt LaFleur has taken over. The personnel moves have been solid. Even through injury, they've been able to find diamonds in the rough. You lose your starting left tackle, you lose your starting right tackle midway through the season, and you find a guy named Yash Nyman who comes in and just kicks ass. They've been able to find guy after guy after guy. Now they're keeping some guys. Now, maybe you don't have that roster spot taken up by an aging Randall Cobb, who, much like Puxatawney Phil coming out to see his shadow, you know every year 
at some point it's going to happen. Cobb's going to go down with an injury and miss at least six games. Okay? So you, you got all of that going on. Right? Okay. If you don't take love and you say have Kirk Bankert or anybody else as your backup, because you're not going to pay $5 million for a backup, okay? You're going to pay a million bucks. You're going to maybe draft somebody else, develop them, whatever. Okay, we're talking about a backup here, so who cares? But with all of that, maybe the team's a little bit better. Who knows? But where would this team be? Where would this general manager be? How would he be looked at without Jordan Love being the albatross around his, around his neck? If he's considered one of the best now through all of this, right, where would he be had he not taken Jordan Love? Had he taken Patrick Queen? Had things been a little bit different? Where would things be? Where would you uh, kind of rate Brian Gutekunst as a general manager of your Green Bay Packers? Think about that. 877-867-1670. Because the NFL Network is saying he's one of the, in the top six. Number six. Where would he be if they didn't take Jordan Love? Would he be number one? I'd have to argue almost yes. The problem is, as many of you have pointed out, and I'll say this, which, which I'll agree with, they still haven't won a championship. You'd probably say that, you know, hey, getting Brady to come to Tampa Bay, bringing back Gronk, Godwin, Evans, Sue, you go through that whole list, put all of that together in Tampa Bay, you'd probably have to say Tampa Bay would have the lead in all of this. Maybe for the future that was mortgaged and what they did in L.A. to give Sean McVay a championship with Matthew Stafford, keeping Aaron Donald, bringing in OBJ, the development of Cooper Cup, that offensive line that they put together. You could probably make a case for L.A., and then the most consistent winning team after that. Because they have championships. They can say, here's what we did, here was our goal, and here was the ultimate prize. And they've got it. They have hoisted in back-to-back years, those two franchises, the trophy. And it's after a pretty large overhaul in both areas. Bringing in hungry veterans and difference makers. So you'd look at those two franchises, you'd probably say, yeah, those are the top two. Number three, for the amount of success and wins they've had, wouldn't you say Gudikins goes from, say, number six to number three at least? I would. I would. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on that? Give me a shout. Phone line's wide open. Wide open. Uh, by the way, the Brewers got to run back. Uh, Christian Yelich, after the uh, opening double, gets uh, driven in by uh, Rowdy Telez. So it's now 2-1. to one Yeah, Bill, many are wondering the when the rest of the lineup is going to finally start following the lead of their star, leadoff Christian Yelich, who is right? just tearing the cover off the ball in the leadoff spot. When's the rest of the he, lineup uh, going to help him? And he doubled on a line drive to the gap in, in right center. 
I mean, it was that wasn't a cheapie. That was a that was a nice poke, man. A one hopper to the wall. So yeah, I I would agree. Christian Yelich, I'm I'm not saying he's back. He's just performing well right now. Can I say Hang this is it. I I don't need to say back, but how about like Yelich 2.0? Like this is leadoff Yelich. They're different guys. It's leadoff Yelich, yeah, but it's a guy that's actually making contact. He's not striking out. He's not getting behind in the count. He's he's seeing the ball. He's on the ball, but he's still the power numbers aren't significant. But he is hitting the baseball. I would agree. He's he's setting the table for others to drive him in. The problem is you don't have consistency right now out of others. You know what I mean? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by Dan Della and the Gang of the Social House. H-A-U-S. If you're going to go, uh, hopefully the Brewers come back and get a win. If you're going to go celebrate it, do it on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Social House. H-A-U-S. And uh, you will find my big ass there planted firmly come Sunday morning because that's where I'm going for breakfast. Pancakes. Uh, I'm probably going to have myself a Bloody Mary, which is a mixed drink. And then you get the free pancakes. Maybe get one of those breakfast sandwiches to go along with it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go over there and just kind of relax. Take it easy. Oh, yeah. That's where you can find a Sunday morning. But they have got uh, a lot of other good stuff. And looking at the parking lot and how full it is, people are recognizing the, uh, the addition and how beautiful it is. Go see the social house, H-A-U-S, Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. Talk a little NBA draft coming up here in just a moment. A lot of questions about where I think Johnny Davis is going to end up going. Uh, in the meantime, I want to remind you that The Nice Ash, downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street. Nice, relaxing uh, cigar bar, hookah bar, maybe a few scotches, bourbons, whiskeys, or just a great place to go and listen to some music. Starting tonight, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, you can sit, whether it's on the, the big puffy leather chairs, which I love, or just hang out at the bar, whatever it happens to be. Great place. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Go to theniceash.com. Can we say the? Because Ohio State is, is now trademarked the word the. Theniceash.com. Theniceash.com. There you go. That is from our friends down there, Joette and the gang, Trish, Aaron, and everybody at theniceash.com. Um, where do I think Johnny Davis is going to go? I, you know, the I'm saying in top 15, there's some talk about the New York Knicks. Uh, I'm looking at the Bleacher Report. They agree with ESPN's report that uh, the Washington Wizards have their eyes set on him. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking top 15, but that's just my best guess. I don't have any, like, real inside, you know, on this. Uh, as far as what the Bucks are going to do, I think uh, going at 24, unless you start packaging things up to move up, uh, that's just let the board fall to you and then take whatever you believe to be the best available player at the time, the best athlete. Uh, the NBA draft is such a crapshoot once you get past 10. It really is. 
Um, and this is, who's this from? This is from Ty. Ty says, do you think Johnny Davis is going to be a contributor in the NBA right away? I think he has got, he's a good, not great shooter. He's a good, not great ball handler, but he's got just a ton of upside. I think his ceiling is not unlimited, but it's higher than where he is now and what he did for Wisconsin. And I think his floor is what he did for Wisconsin. So can he get better in the NBA? Of course he can. I think he two things have to happen for Johnny Davis. One is he's got to fall in the right organization. Now that's first and foremost. But he's got to be with a teammate. You take a guy like Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was supposed to be a piecemeal player at best, maybe ending up in Europe. And instead he gets with Steph, who teaches him, and, and, and he's talked about it, who's taught him certain things about shooting about shooting the basketball, being a true offensive weapon. And he has emerged. He had a season of which to say, here I am. And now he's kind of that sixth man, so to speak, uh, for Golden State with a ring. Johnny Davis, I believe, could be that guy. And I think he has more talent than Poole. But I think Johnny Davis could be that guy. But he's got to fall into the right situation. The one thing you don't want to do is fall into a bad organization with bad tutors, selfish players, and you're just kind of left to fend for yourself. That, there, there are some organizations like that out there. I wouldn't mind seeing them end up with Charlotte. Uh, I think it'd be great with San Antonio. Um, hey, Ben, would you like to see him fall to number 23 and go to the 76ers? In my ideal world, yeah. But I, at the same time, I kind of don't Sixers want him to. Him? Yes, they would. I 100%. And I have announced that I've cut ties from that pathetic organization and everything they've done in the last two dec- three decades, really, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, team organization and roster management and FUs to the fans, all that stuff. So right. I'm done with them. Uh, I would like him to fall to 24 and go to the Bucks. Uh, love to see him fall to 24. That could be the piece they need, and that would be a good organization to end up with. He could end up with uh, John Morant at 22 with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that would be a great way to go. Uh, the Nuggets. The Nuggets would love to have him. I don't think he gets to 24 if the Nuggets are sitting there because they would love to have him as well. Um, but you look at a, a, like the, the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Minnesota would probably grab him. I don't know if the Bulls would take him. Um, the, the Bulls aren't in love with a lot of the options that they have right there. Should he fall, you could potentially package uh, something up with uh, guard Kobe White, and if they want to move around, they can, uh, but I, I don't know what they would end up doing. I don't want to see him go to Houston. I think Houston would be a mistake. I think Atlanta would be a mistake. Uh, for him to go there, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he he does fall, but man, I I just don't see him getting past, say uh, say San Antonio or Denver or Memphis, to get to number twenty three or number twenty four. We'll see, but that's just that's just kind of my take on it. I I I'm just watching tonight. I'll be honest, I'm watching tonight's draft to see if the Bucks make a trade and where Johnny Davis goes. That's it. Otherwise, I could give two dams. To be honest with you, I'm not the, oh my God, look who they got enthusiast. Uh Uh-oh. Bill, we have a trade for the Brewers. Infielder. Infielder. 
Patrick Dorian has been acquired from Baltimore in exchange for cash. He will report to Nashville. All right. That fast. We have a trade for the Brewers. All the problems are solved. They bought a dude. Okay. (laughs) I wanted you to get a lot more frustrated at the fact that it wasn't an actual player. Right. It is what it is. Yeah, they got cash. In other words, man, we got to pay off Lorenzo Cain. Holy crap. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Maybe that's the uh, restaurant. Maybe they finally picked up the cash to be named later. They're going to cash you outside. How about that? Oh, no. <laughs> Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back! Glad you're with us. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show. Hey, uh, heading downtown this weekend or maybe to the uh, the North Shore area, maybe Fox Point, uh, you're going to be stopping in and checking out our friends at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. Calderon Club. Got to go see my guy uh, Carmelo and Frankie. I haven't seen those guys in a while. So I might not go to the one downtown. There's one in Fox Point. Not the same, but uh, same family. So I might go over there. But. If you're heading downtown, you're going to be doing some summer fest before or after, and you want to get the best pizza there is, that is San Giorgio. San Giorgio, and they pair it up with Cider Boys, and the Bill Michaels Pizza is fantastic, and uh, they do a lot of good stuff down there. So stop in either Calderon Club or San Giorgio, right across from the Hyatt, Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, the best Italian food you will ever stuff right in your grill. Right in your grill. Hey, Ben, I got a question for you. Have you, uh, and this is a really stupid, way-off-the-wall question, have you played with a squirt gun lately? <laughs> it's, not, no. it's not a weird question. No, I've not. I am trying, because we're, we're leaving on our trip in a couple of weeks, <laughs> and Kristen's kids want squirt guns, because uh, we, we've got a pool down there, and obviously with the lake and everything, but they wanted to get these squirt guns. Back, and I hate to say this, a while ago, now, not necessarily when I was a kid, but when, you know, with my kids being kids and my grandkids, they all wanted super soakers. They're made by Nerf and Hasbro. Super soakers have changed so much. So much. So what's the best? I don't want something massive because I saw, I was in Walmart the other day and I saw this thing called the Canon. Holy crap. I don't even have room for my car, in my car for this thing. It's huge. So I don't want that. But give me a good squirt gun. Oh, I'm not the guy to ask. I haven't, I haven't used one of those since I was like nine. We really? used to use, okay. my cousins and I, when I was young, we'd be at the beach. There were those stick things that you would fill up. You would pull the stick back and then push it. It's not right. really a, a gun. It's more of a, uh, I don't know, projectile launching, but it's water. I guess the best way to put it. I don't know. Well, super, I get it. Super soakers are still out there. So people are going, oh, my God. And like Gary says, oh, my God, that takes me back. Super soakers are still out there. 
They're they're still there. I just don't know where to get them. So that's what I'm looking for because the Super Soaker Floodinator, which seems to be the most popular one, everywhere I go, it's out of stock. So I don't know where else to get these things. I don't know where else you're gonna you're gonna track them down. Back in my day, I don't think I've ever said that before. Back right? in my day, five below. That was the spot. I don't oh, know if they have okay. those here. Do they? Five below, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. they did. Yep. I just don't know where to get the damn thing. The Super Soaker Floodinator. Target's got to have them, right? Uh, everywhere I go. Um, it's the best Super Soaker of the Floodinator water blaster pump action. The best Super Soaker ever made, they say. The, res- the reviews are huge. But I'm trying to find it, and the only place I can find them is on eBay. I really don't want to go to eBay if I don't have to for these things. So I'm just throwing it out there, trying to find one. Otherwise, what's the next best gun? I don't know what the next best gun is. The old Super Soakers had that big tank on top, and you pulled it and you pumped it back and forth, and then you, you blasted the thing. Now they come with, you just fill them up. So uh, they've got the Super Soaker Scatter Blast, which shoots like with two hoses, and when you squirt it, it just flies everywhere, you know? And then you have the Nerf uh, Twin Tide, which shoots two streams. There's the Fortnite Super Soaker Pump Action Gun. But, yeah, I, I can't I can't find the Floodinator. The Floodinator sounds like what I usually do when I come home from the bar late at night. I'll be up to bed in a minute there, Kristen. I'm going to pull out the old Floodinator and make sure. Make sure I get rid of the bar refuge. Bite me. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, the, so I got to find a I got to find a water gun. That's going to be my mission today. I got to go up to uh, Skipper Buds. I'm going to check on the boat. I am going to uh, buy the uh, the big tube, the big uh, Maverick tow behind, and uh, then after that, I'm going to head on home and see if I can't find myself a floodinator. You know, tonight is, Bill, it's actually something you could take some joy in. What's that? On Kenny and Heilprin tonight, uh, marathon day for myself. But uh, Zach, he has dug deep into the Twitter archives, and he has found the worst takes of my young career. And I'm going to be put on trial and have to face the music. Yes. Oh. Now, that might not be a bad way to go. So I tweeted that out, and everybody responded, how long's this show? Four days? <laughs> oh my God. Love my fans. Yeah. How about that? Uh Jesse says the the Super Soaker XP one hundred. Go with that. That's got the tank on top unit like the old days. Okay, maybe I'll look in that. There you go. All right, that'll do it. Man. Um Gary says, I remember the strongest pressured soaker was the coolest super soaker. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Remember that? You could get that thing like 30 feet away. Have your big old tank-butted sister laying out thinking she was all calm and cool and collected by herself in the backyard. Then have her yell. Oh, yeah. Those started some fights in my house. Loved it. That'll do it. Time for us to get out of here until we talk again tomorrow on a Friday. Enjoy. Brewers trying to make a comeback. They're down 2-1, to one, bottom of the third. Now they got them at first and second, nobody out. Good luck to the crew. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. Until then, have a good one. The Bill Michael Show Podcast.
Listen, rate, subscribe.